0: Not one time in my career has anybody asked me for my degree. And not one time in my career have I asked anybody else for their degree. The portfolio that you stand upon is 100% what is going to get you jobs as a filmmaker. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Rough Cut Club. I am your host, Joey Nicotra, the infamous, the one, the only, here with my good friend, colleague, business partner, Mr. Shane Rideshammer. What's up, brother? What's up, buddy? What's up, what's up? Man, I am stoked. For today's mm. episode, we are going to um, ruffle a couple of feathers, but hopefully, give some insight and uh, guidance to people thinking of going to film school. Little trip down memory lane yes, here, or possibly they are already in film school, um, and this is directly applicable to you. But we are going to be talking today about if film school is worth it, in our opinion. Yeah, this is a uh,
1: this is a good one. Stoked. That's I'm a great. little nervous. I I've I got I've got a, a lot for both
0: sides, so yeah. man, I'm ready to dive in. Yep. So, just a little bit of backstory. I graduated in the year 2017 from the University of North Texas's film program. Uh, I was the first year that they changed their title from radio television, video and film to media arts. Which is a much cleaner name. Yeah, I'm super jealous. I also graduated from UNT
1: in 2009. Should have been, I'm giving away my age here, should have been 2006. I took a couple of victory laps.
0: And what does a victory lap mean for those that Mm. don't
1: know? Disclaimer. Uh, Well, and I worked my way through uh, college, which I think you did as well. And so, uh, but there were definitely some semesters that I could have applied more. Credits. Academic focus. Yeah. So, you know, when you decide to take only nine credit hours or six yeah. credit hours in a semester, you're gonna extend your totally your stay at the university. Yeah. Um, but yeah, graduated 09. It was a radio and television and film. So RTVF degree. radio television,
0: video yeah. and, and film. Yep. yep. It's a mouthful for sure. Um, well, uh as someone who gra- yeah, we both went to the same school. Um, we went through basically the same program, but almost a decade, uh, apart. Um, and so the program isn't going to be like apples to apples per se, but in your experience at the time you can speak to, and I'll speak to mine, um, six years now out of film school or something like that. And so, um, one of the things, um, that I wanted to talk about at the beginning, in my opinion, are some of the shortcomings of film school um, and just kind of touch on some of the things that from memory, I remember leaving feeling kind of like bummed about um, and whatnot and so I think that for me, just diving right in, the film program felt very focused on the theory of film and less on like the actual hands-on application for film. Now I remember having to do like a lot of you know, watch like Citizen Kane and all these movies from like the 50s and 60s and like appreciate the early days of cinema and, you know, watching um, Dancing in the Rain and or, or, or uh, what, what's the- Fred air
1: Yeah, movie?
0: like Gene Kelly. Singing uh, in the Rain. Singing yeah. in the Rain. That's the one. And so like we- um, and, and don't get me wrong. These are like classic films that I'm glad that I've watched. But I remember like they were so focused on like the rise of cinema and the theory of cinema, and like the early days and the history, that it was less focused on where we're currently at today, and like practical, like like movies that are coming out today, and keeping up with the times. Like we didn't watch anything in like the last decade that had come out. Um, it was all stuff from like pre, like early two thousands and and below. You know what I mean? Like to. That yeah. that for me was like man why like this is this is dated already. That's you know true. I, I had a similar experience, uh, you know, even
1: with all the years apart. Right. But it, you know, I actually really enjoyed the theory part of watching yeah. some of these old films and understanding, you know, right. auteurism and mise-en-scene and, yeah. and film noir. Uh, yeah, and like yeah. and how, you know, the people Totally. Had done it back in the day. But I agree with you Though now that I'm thinking about it,
0: we didn't watch anything that was yeah. current. No. And I, and I will say like on that same vein, like there is something to be said about having a broader knowledge and appreciation for like where we started, where we're at, you know, the history of it. And I'm glad that I have some of that, but I do wish that it could have been spread out a little bit more where it was like, hey, you have your film history, and a lot of those are like weed-out courses, you know what I'm saying, or, or or like pre-rec courses, but then once you actually get into, you know, your junior, senior year, like be more focused and intentional with like, what is going to set you up for success in today's market, you know what I mean? Yeah, I agree, and I think, uh, man, you, the
1: the pre-classes, man, this was a gripe that I yeah. had, Um, even with it, and it, maybe it's changed. Uh, I, I went to school a long time right. ago, but, you know, I couldn't even touch the RTVF department mm. until I had completed some of these classes and courses, yeah. you know, and, and so I actually uh, did a lot of community college. I did two years of community college in Houston before yeah. I had moved to uh, Denton yeah. and went to UNT, and I was excited because I was like, look, I got all that junk out of the mm-hmm. way, right? And I could just dive right in. No, there was still some of these classes. And in fact, it, in my time, there was three classes that were the gateway to RTVF. Yeah. And those would fill up because there was only right. so many uh There were massive seats.
0: classes, but they would weed everyone out.
1: And so there was a, it, it was, you know, it was good because a lot of people did, oh, I want to be in film. I want to be a director or, or a right. DP or whatever, you know. And so there was like just this flow of, People, uh, you know, just infatuated with media and film in general. Um, I like watching movies. I think I can make them right, and so uh, th- it was gr- it was a good idea, I think, f- to some extent. But I partly my delay was I couldn't get in to those classes. Mm. So I would wake up at what seven a.m. or whatever it was, get online and try to uh, register for the class. They're already they're already booked up. Yeah. It's like trying to buy a like a. Um, uh, Taylor Swift ticket, man! You got to be the first one on the uh, on the Ticketmaster, right? So, you know that that is actually one of the victory laps that I took. I couldn't get into the, some of those um, three classes, the gateway classes, and I actually waited outside the door, right? Whoa. So that was a, a thing uh, during that time. Was. You could wait outside the door, and if if someone after, didn't show up, you after could steal ten minutes, I think yeah. it was, then you could go in. And I got into one of my classes by doing wow. that because I That's I was so awesome. frustrated missing the the registration period, like you know, twice on one of them. And so I waited outside uh, the classroom, and it was funny too because you know, once you, if you did register for the class, yeah. you made sure you were on time because yeah. if you were ten minutes late, you got bumped from that yep. class. Yep. And it was like you snooze, you lose, bro. Yeah.
0: Don't don't sleep in on that day. Yeah, that's super cool, man. Um one of the one of the other things with the curriculum, in my opinion, is that and I think this is with any liberal arts education, like liberal arts meaning like a four-year university instead of like a two and a half year vocational art school. Mm-hmm. Um, is that the whole concept is like this broad knowledge of everything. And so you leave with this like widespread understanding of very little from a depth standpoint, but tons from a width standpoint. And so you get this widespread knowledge that is surface level um, where, where you barely get to get into any of it. You know what I mean? So going back for me, I would have appreciated a much much more concentrated focus going mm-hmm. deep to where I actually left school prepared for the industry. And I can't say that I got that from college. The only reason that I got prepared for the industry is by jumping into the industry and having mentors and other people that could help guide me or just trial and error and, and trial through fire. You know what I mean? I, I agree too. I, I think, uh,
1: you, you know, you're right. Uh, a shortcoming of it, it is a very broad, um, you know, overall high concept knowledge, right? right. And so I do remember... Get you know graduating and feeling like, well, I like I did. I, I mean, we made a couple of ca- class projects, individual projects. Right. There was some hands-on experience, but you know, I'm expecting to have made a film or a short right. film or something right. that I can really stand on or or showcase. Um, and and so, uh, it it was great to get some of those you know overall theory and knowledge of the industry. Yeah. Um, but. You're right, like a vocational school Mm -hmm. would have probably landed me right into a position or a job. Now, 2009 was totally different from 2017. I think we talked about this in another podcast. When I graduated, there wasn't a job. It was, you know, go to LA, go to New York, or go to TV in the Dallas market. There was, you know, a handful of production, you know, marketing companies. I mean, I mean, there were there were plenty, but there were there were nothing like today, right. where when you graduate, you can be a freelancer, right? That wasn't totally. a that wasn't a thing in two thousand and nine, to my knowledge, on the level not it, to the degree it's not, not now. to the level it is now. Yeah, there are definitely people doing it, obviously, but sure. Um, now there's tons of production companies and marketing agencies. And now you're seeing companies hire in-house videographers Mm -hmm. or video producers, right? So, you know, before that, that wasn't really a thing. And so, you know, there still is opportunity, but when you graduate and you have this broader knowledge, you have to supplement, right? right? And so you supplement, and I think we can talk about Things that we did, you know, we we uh, put in the reps, yeah, right. You put in the practice, whether it's on personal projects or low-paying right. gigs, um, getting mentors, yeah. And so I do, I do agree with you there. Like, I love the classes where I'm like, oh, I am in the recording studio. I didn't want to do radio, yeah, right. I didn't, and, and that was kind of a, that was another thing. You know, again, it wasn't as focused as I right. wanted to be. I was like, oh, I don't want to do radio. I don't really want to do TV. It's kind of fun to be in the studio. I really want to do 100%. film. The cool thing I will say is that I was, when I went to film school, um, so like a pro for the the broadness of it, when I went to film school, I was thinking, I'm going to be a auteur. I'm going to be a creative, you know, Scorsese, yeah. uh, Robert Rodriguez, uh, Tarantino. I yeah. want to make like artsy action films, right? And then uh, I took a class. I signed up for it. It was like I needed – Additional credits, and it was one of those uh, not electives, but uh, additional courses that didn't even have a title on it. Yeah. I just signed up for the credits. Yeah. Come to find out, it was an international documentary class taught by uh, Professor Tanya Khalif. I think she is still. Oh yeah, there. yeah.
0: yeah. I, I had her. Yeah.
1: Okay. Great. Shout Caliph. out. Khalif. Khalif. Yeah. And so she uh, that blew my mind, and it yeah. totally changed the my uh, what I thought was my trajectory. Right. I decided that it documentaries was such a pure form of storytelling. And I fell in love with that. And I later, I ended up in my career, uh, doing an international documentary and choosing that over a, a, a full-time paying job, well-paying job. And I took the chance that I kind of equate it back to having a broad knowledge Mm -hmm. of an exposure, right. That I probably wouldn't like I, if I saw that class and knew what it was I probably wouldn't have signed up for it so I think that was definitely driven for a reason um so that's one plus you there is a with the broad education you will discover new things about yourself and about the industry that you may not know is actually your path or part of your process so I, I do have to say as much as I I wanted it to be more refined uh it, you know,
0: that that broad overview definitely changed my career. Yeah, and, and that's kind of where, like, this whole, like, podcast, like, is film school worth it to you, mm. right? Like, everyone listening to this is going to be in a different standpoint, different place, uh, have different amounts of clarity in terms of what direction they want to go to as a filmmaker. Like, a filmmaker means so many different things, and— if you don't have clarity that you're like, I want to be a director and that's all I want to do, or I want to be a DP or whatever it is, um, having a little bit of experience switching in a television broadcast room or uh, you know working in radio in a studio and doing all these different things, you may you may find that your passion was one of those things when you thought you were going to school for this. Mm. Um, yeah, and so I think that to your point, I, I'm grateful for the for the broad knowledge that I got, um, but I also, <laughs> on the same vein, wish that I had like had more of a concentration in just being a filmmaker. You know what I mean?
1: I agree. At Unt, if you're listening, maybe uh
0: you can make like different tracks
1: within the media. Hundred percent, right? dude. Hundred percent. It, like, I know that I want to be a director or a DP or an editor, yeah. and kind of have more focused, right. targeted classes. And I think that's where you go to vocational, you know, that's Absolutely. that's the thing where it's like two years, you're super deep in production, right? Yeah.
0: It's you're, you're, you're learning lighting, you're learning camera. It's two and a half years of focused work and like very few other outside classes. And those other outside classes are not, you know, like you're glad that you took them because it helps you probably in the, you know, know more about the field that you're actually getting into. Um, like knowing a little bit about audio will help you as a filmmaker, mm. and and vice mm. versa. You yeah, know, knowing a little bit about how filmmaking works will help you if you're in audio, mm. or something to that effect. So,
1: I, I got to share this story because I yeah. remember, you know, you know, another shortcoming, and and I think you were saying, you know, feeling prepared, right? Because it was yeah. a broad. Uh, you know, when I was graduating in '09, I took a, um, it was media, uh, media business something uh you know it's been a while yeah but uh dr a or dr alberon awesome professor that's cool I think cool name yeah yeah he said if you couldn't pronounce it just call him dr a don't don't butcher nice it guy. so that's why i started with dr a i had to remember how to say alberon the correct way um great great professor uh but in his class one i love the business that that was something that was interesting you yeah. know especially later to create cinema story Show the next business. year is learning the business of media. And that, that was such a cool class that I would, you know, I, I wouldn't right. have, again, like I probably wouldn't have gotten that at vocational. I wouldn't have uh, signed up for it, but it was another one of those things where I need to complete the credits yeah. and it was that or something else. And this one sounded better. I like the idea of entrepreneurship and business and understanding that, that yeah. side of it, which came into play with Cinema Story, right? Well, in class, he says, hey, you know, raise your hand if you're a senior. And so, we're raising our hands. He said, okay, well, you know, stats show that only 10% of you are going to be in the industry after Mm -hmm. graduation. And like, talk about a mood shift in the room, and it was crushing, but at the same time, you know, there's multiple types of different people, but I'm one of those people that go, oh, but that's going to be yep. me. I'm going to be yeah. in that 10%, right?
0: Absolutely. And uh, I like when I hear that. So right. it gives me like a bar to rise up and
1: to. And that's, I'm sure that's the reason he type. shared it. You yeah. know, he's like, look, you're going to have to work hard yeah. to be in this industry and you're going to have to want it. And uh, and so that was inspiring for me, but stats are stats, they're facts, right? right? And so see, hearing that, it's crazy to think that so many people, and I do know a lot of my classmates that got a degree in RTVF and they're, they're no working longer. sales yep. or they're doing something different. Totally different, right? yep. And, uh, and, I mean, to be honest, when I graduated, same thing. I kept working my my night job, my, yeah. my nine-to-five uh, bartending job that was helping pay the yeah. college bills. And I was kind of like, man, am I ever going to be in the industry? Because, you know, I have this degree, but again, my options were limited, or right. at least I thought they were uh, at the time. Um, so, I, you know— some of those broader classes ended up being really good, yeah. um, but I'm with you. Like, can I wanted, if I had of, you know, can we change that stat, yeah. right? Can we change that stat by having a fast track? Like, hey, I know I want to be a DP. You've kind of weeded me out in these first, you know, year, right. and I've really found that my passion is this. Where's the lighting classes, yeah. right? yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I didn't learn any Dude, lighting in
0: I, film school. I had my my four-year film degree consisted of one hour class day where they taught us three-point lighting, key light, fill light, backlight. And that was my university education in f- cinematic lighting. Like we were tested on like, oh, what is low-key lighting? What is high-key lighting? And these different like types of styles, but we only got one Class day of a key light, fill light, and a backlight. That was it. That was our lighting, my university lighting degree. Yeah.
1: Yeah. UNT, we love you. We got to do better on the lighting. dang. And I'm sure.
0: uh, Hopefully it's changed.
1: I mean, it's uh, maybe it's different. Oh, actually, uh, we have an intern in the studio that is
0: going to UNT and he nodded, no, it is still the same. So, UNT, we need a full lighting course and then we need an advanced lighting course and we need tools, access, to lights and eight buys and different rags and different cutters Mm -hmm. and everything, you know, barn door, like we need... We need to learn how to shoot in mixed light conditions with windows and corporate settings and daylight. We need the answers, UNT. (laughs) Where are you? (laughs) Hey, I will
1: say something really cool, and I know most film schools do this, but having a equipment uh, rental, you know, like being able to, all right, you know, your assignment, you got to shoot this project, go to the equipment room, rent out the gear, and that was really cool. Of course, again, back when I was in film school, it was mini DV. Like, I heard when I heard uh, a... I think
0: when you graduated, they had red cameras. In. So that was the thing. Like, the, one, the equipment rental like is a huge plus to going to film school because if you don't yes. have enough money to invest in in gear, granted, you're paying like forty, fifty thousand dollars for an education that could go into a really nice setup. But uh, you, we already know which way you're leaning yeah, with this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but granted when you're going, maybe you're going on scholarship, whatever. For me, that was the case. And so like my university degree, I actually made money going to, which is the only reason it kept me there. And so I didn't pay any money to go get my degree, which is cool. But going back to the rental piece, having access to all of these different tools that, you know, one, you may not even know exist, right? And And school is going to help set you up for success and get you the tools that you need and you know, give you tools that you can't, uh, you know, afford to do on your own at the time. But for me, man, they, they were dated. They were dated tools even at the time. And they had a RED camera, in house, but it was only for grad students. So you had to be working on your master's degree in order to even touch that camera, which is like an industry level cinema camera. And instead they had us shooting on like these old dinosaur cameras that were totally outdated. And it's like, oh yeah, this is once upon a time a cinema camera, but what the industry is shooting on right now, that's only for people who are going on the six year program. Right. You know. Pay a little more and you get to play with the, the, yeah. the red cameras.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's tough, man. I, I do remember that. I, I don't remember the camera at the time, but there was one that was like off limits for us too. And then we could yeah. you know, do the, the the other ones. And then when you got out into the industry, you never saw those cameras, no. you never used no. them. And so that was the that you know, it's a great idea, but the, the gear has to be constantly updated yeah. and and accessible because that way when these students graduate. They're like, yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, w- when we do, when we hire a DP or or crew an AC for a project, right. I'm like, okay, what cameras? Yeah. Uh, what exact cameras? Yeah, not just, oh yeah, I've worked on a red. I want to know exact yeah. camera models and build outs yeah. that you've worked on, so that I can know your experience level for yeah. a set, right? And so having that access, man, it's awesome. Yeah, but the gear's got to be up
0: to date. And 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 this was something that to my knowledge was the case and and noah back there can correct me if i'm wrong but i i feel like there weren't a lot of lens choices for us to use they're all like ones that are almost like built into like the cameras um like the old like cinema cameras that have like these nine to 190 millimeter like lenses or whatever built in. And you don't like, we didn't have lenses to even swap. Like we never learned how to put a lens on. It was, the lenses were on our camera already. And it's like that level of, uh, you know, just that lack of education in terms of how to handle a lens. You know what mm. I mean? Like nobody ever put a lens on in film school. Right. Not once did I put a lens on in film school. How how does that even happen? You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a great point. I'm thinking about all the like the all the stuff we've had to learn yeah. on set years ago, you know, even just proper ways to transfer data, yeah. you know, DIT, like there's so many little things uh that would be super helpful totally. to position you into uh, and let's face it, kind of a freelance position world, right? right. Where you're like, oh, I do want to work, and, and that's why I think the industry has changed so much, and the and the universities have to catch up to that, yeah, right. So, for example, um, you know, it was a different ball game when you got out uh, in 09 and in seventeen in 2017 yeah. and 2023. It's a different world, right? And so, having man, if if there were students coming out of film school that already had all of that. Experience for being a first AC or even camera team. Huge. It would huge. be huge, right? And I love our interns from UNT, and, and we have a, a internship program with UNT and a few other schools where we're able to start giving them on-set experience, right? And so they're on set, and they're learning these processes with us. And so I would definitely say, this is something that I did not take advantage of when I was at film school, but... Look for those internships so you can start, you know, a, 100%, you know one, dude. you're getting the, the theory and the knowledge and some practical, right? Yeah. Some hands-on, but it's very limited and sometimes very outdated. Yeah, Could be because of the gear, could be because of your professor, right? Yeah. Even me, if I was teaching a, a, a film class, like I haven't touched a camera in, in, a, in a while or editing suite, so it, I'm outdated,
0: right? So, right. you know, that's part on the professor to keep it keep up right. to date with it. And there are very limited professors there that are still in the field. Granted there are there are a handful and those are like the ones that you want to latch onto because they're up with the times.
1: Right. Yeah. And again, theory, I mean theory is theory and some of the like some of the professors that I had were so great at teaching that. And I I eat yeah. that stuff up. I love the all of that, but again, that that hands-on experience, I yeah. think comes from an internship program with yeah. a production company. If you really want to get yeah. hands-on with the current tools and systems of a film company, whether that is commercial or yeah. uh, narrative, you know? And and again, the opportunities exist now with studios. Actually, you know, I mean, we've, what, we've got Yellowstone that was shot um, out past Weatherford. We have uh, Capernaum Studios that, you know, they shot uh, – uh, Washington's armor and the um, uh, Dallas Jenkins uh, the chosen is shot out there. So there's a lot of film opportunities now that do come through and to get connected on those narrative sets or get connected with production companies. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, going back to the you know shortcomings, it, it you know the broad you know knowledge is 50-50 for me because I enjoyed it so much and it did change a lot of things yeah. for me. But the the shortcoming of not having that very um, focused uh, and and hands-on experience yep. is definitely detrimental and slows down your access to yep.
0: make real money in the industry when yep. you graduate. Yep. Another thing for for me, one I wish I did an internship program while I was there. They they highly encouraged it, and I was like, eh, I don't have the time. I'll I'll teach myself. Um, but I do like, if you are in film school, I would highly recommend doing the internship thing. But one thing that, so this is my specific journey and I think it was kind of yours too. I, you know, my first two years, I opted to take my basics and get those all out of the way. Like, let's just do high school 2.0 right off the rip. Let's get it going. Um, and so I took all my basics cause I, I just front loaded it like that and, That was a huge mistake for me because by the time I got to my junior year, I had to take all my prerequisite classes in one like one year. It was like almost a year of basic prereq and like basic classes and film history and this, that, and the other. So I didn't actually get a camera put in my hands until my senior year of college. Mm. So in my four year film program, I got one year of camera experience. Wow. And so that was like, you know, I was really struggling with that where I was like, man, this was, instead of like having four years of gradually learning a little bit over time and soaking up that knowledge, it was like a concentrated year of one of four where I actually was learning film. So I think it was even worse.
1: I didn't have the option and I could be remembering this wrong, but back you know, 2005, when I started going to UNT, uh, and I would have the two years left because same yeah. thing. I front-loaded. I did all of the yeah. um, core classes. I think I had some left over that I had to knock out yeah, yeah, in my yeah. last two years at UNT. And, uh, and they, you know, I had to have a certain amount of hours before right. I could even get into those prereqs. Right. And so they did kind of cram all of the good stuff, yes. you would say, right, yes. in, in two years. Uh, and to your point— you didn't really get into the advanced stuff until last year, yeah. And at this point, you're you're older. You're working hard to pay your college education. You're you have you might have an apartment. Yeah. You might have car. You know bills, and so that's what so I was in the same boat. Like internships weren't even an option for no. me. Even if the, even if there were, and they did yeah. encourage them, but I was like, with what time? Like right. I don't I don't I'm working. I'm going to school, and then you've got your projects or homework that you would have to do outside of school. Yeah.
0: One 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 good thing that film schools offer that I did not take advantage of though is like the short film club that they have there. Like it gives you an opportunity to get connected with people who are making films outside of school and who are hungry enough to take on extracurricular like film projects. And I feel like I would have gotten more experience just doing the short film club uh, at school, which again, I didn't take advantage of, but... Um, but some of the extracurricular opportunities to connect with filmmakers uh, and, and make passion projects and stuff like that, I always feel are are going to be some of your best work because you're going to pour the most into your passion projects versus like a homework assignment, school project. You know what I mean? Because okay. like at that time, even being passionate about wanting to learn film, it's like, oh, here's this homework assignment where I have to make this project that I still really don't want to work or like work on, and. You're not passionate about. I'm not it passionate you're not, about. You know,
1: it. you're you're doing it for the grade. Right. You're not doing it for right the portfolio work or for exactly. the passion of the project. Yeah. yeah, that's a that's a great point. I I think about all my college videos that I made, and I'm not proud of any. Of no. them. you know, I'm no. like I, I I don't even know where they are to be honest. And I don't know if I would ever show them if yeah. we do find them. They're cringy. It. <laughs> yeah. They're cringy. Yeah. yeah, but you know, but then I think about like the some stuff that I made with friends or that I was passionate about. <clears throat> you mm-hmm. know, those were the projects that you were stoked on you're right. ready to show people as as your showcase so uh, i'll say this though a couple of i'm gonna just throw a couple advantages for, yeah. for film school yeah and and so i taught uh for a semester or two at the king's university and i taught post-production um course right like yeah. the beginner level so i was teaching a lot of theory uh yeah and it was really interesting to see you know a freshman and so i think they were uh, yeah there was a couple freshmen that were coming in i believe and they were had the ability to kind of learn at the early stages is if they're interested in editing, right? right. And so I got to that's where theory was really important. <clears throat> the other advantage. So so one but you were can, also
0: teaching practical theory application.
1: Correct. That's true. And the the other thing was that it it so it kind of helps you narrow your field. Um, yeah. and, and I was teaching theory that was you could actually utilize and execute. Um you know with even timeline reviews and that kind of thing but the the advantage was some of these students didn't have access right to right. to gear or or um, even the software even software Premier, yeah Premier, you know that kind of thing Which and the so the university
0: provides for free so
1: so again back to almost the gear rental thing the access to gear you know like we need the gear to be better, but the access to software, the access to computer stations. When I was going to film school, I didn't have a computer, so yeah. I would go up to the editing suites to do my yeah. editing for the projects, yeah. right? So, so <clears throat> that, a lot of students do, right? And so that's huge. We have some interns that you know that would go up and yeah. use the, the the computers there um, because of the access to Premiere, right? Um, and so I think that's huge. So I think the benefits are there for that. And then the the networking factor. I was um, getting into
0: it right afterwards. Yeah. yeah. That's well, the biggest piece you
1: did it. networking right. So I want to jump to you on that. Yeah. I I regret that I didn't uh you know, I, I was connected. I, I'm still connected with a few yeah. of the people from 09 when we graduated, yeah. and even the people who were like 06 when I should have graduated. But the the difference is um uh I didn't I didn't seek out to do more projects with those people is more like friendships and not professional networking. So I want to hear kind of your networking experience Mm -hmm. because I think that's going to be the most knowledge that somebody in film school right now, like what did you start doing to uh, create that network um, in film school and then even
0: after? Yeah, so um, in my opinion, one of the best things that film school will give you is networking opportunities. And you can either make the most of that or you can you know, not take advantage of that, but you will, in my opinion, get significantly more out of the networking opportunities than you will an education on how to be a filmmaker. That is my personal opinion. Um, in my time there, I was very intentional about connecting with professors, even who I thought would be advantageous to me, like post-graduation, and so, the professors that were in the field um, at the time who had production companies and and whatnot, um, I I made sure to take all of their classes. I got connected with them post-graduation. People who were opening up doors for me while I was there. Like I got a chance to meet Casey Neistat as a college student, which was super dope. He came and spoke to like 25 people who were film students. And because I was connected with certain professors, they got me in the seat to where I got like a private VIP one-on-one like time with Casey Neistat, which was super tight. And shout out Casey Neistat. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. The other piece of that is um I remember when they had like panelists come in to like speak to us as students and whatnot. I was super intentional about meeting with the panelists that I felt like I could connect with, which ultimately wound up getting me my very, like some of my very first like freelance jobs with another production company. Um, Shout out Micah, we're gonna have him on the podcast soon. Yeah. But uh, I remember meeting Micah as one of like the panelist speakers and like he started getting me jobs, like right uh, right out of school as a freelancer. And so part of my income was predicated on how much I networked with other people at film school. And so that was that was cool. And then not even to mention all of the students that were there. I have a ton of lifelong friends that I met uh, that were filmmakers in the program. I have people that have given me job referrals that I met at the program. Uh, people that I hire out to be crew on our projects Um, you know, one of my friends went on to work for Adobe. And now they give me like the friends and family discount, and I get uh my Adobe whole creative cloud for 120 bucks a year. Oh, I hope Adobe's not listening right now. Shout out Adobe, you gotta be one of the friends and fam, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Um, but like all these different like connections that I built with students and professors at that time are some of the like big stepping stones to help me build my career and not even mentioning the biggest one of them all is I got to meet you through an alumni association. Um, And so cool, cool backstory on just how Shane Mm. and I met. Um, I graduated from film school and because I had networked with certain professors and, and whatnot, they got me connected in a Facebook alumni group that isn't like a, oh, anyone who is a UNT alum gets access to this. It's like a, I don't wanna call it like a special like deal, but it is kind of an invite only, like you have to know about it and, and be like, welcome to it. Um, but there's an entire network of UNT alum people who are in the industry and other UNT alum students. And in that Facebook group, job offerings like freelance listings are posted. And so right out of college, I get connected into this Facebook alumni group. And the very first person that I see is this cat by the name of Shane Wright who is looking for somebody to help him shoot a project. And I shoot him a DM and I was like, hey, here's my gear list. Here's some work that I've done. Love to be on this with you. And the rest is history. And my entire career has been built off of the relationship that I made by being an alumni at a university where Shane and I may have never met had I not gone to UNT and he not gone to UNT and... You know, our paths collided.
1: That's true. That's yeah, big. Shout out to UNT for forming yeah. the the powerhouse Absolutely. that is Cinema Story now to boom, this boom. day. And on my side, right, as a uh, employer at the time, I was looking for more filmmakers as we right. were growing, and I needed more uh, shooters, uh, editors, even. And uh, and so that was one of the the things I remembered and went back to and said, "Well, I wanna I wanna hire um, UNT alumni." Yeah. You know, and so I posted in that group. And like you said, the rest is history. And so definitely networking, you know, even when you're out of it, uh, like yeah. you're talking about hiring people for for crews. Totally. You know, we do that to this day. So yeah, I think one of the biggest things you can do in film school in a, in a classical education is the networking piece. And I yeah. regret that I didn't do it more. Um, and it's so, so important, yeah. right? The relationship aspect in this industry is huge. Um, and so establishing those and then, man, I just love to, I loved hearing how active you were, like going after the panelists, uh, you know, connecting with the professors, you know, and and fellow students, and then getting involved in groups, man. Those yeah. forums are huge. They're there for a reason. And it might be crickets for a long time, right. but all you need is that one connection, right? That and, and that's like the funniest
0: story. piece of the whole thing is the very first person that I ever responded to on that Facebook alumni deal was you, and it changed the course of my life. And since then I have gotten zero leads from that besides you. And so like you, you may never know, like it may be, like you said, crickets all the way for X amount of time, but then you meet that one person that changes the entire rest of your career. And, you know, I got mentorship from that, um, you know, opportunities that I never would have gotten to actually get into the field, to work with clients, to, um, you know, shoot with someone who is more experienced than me and i got to just learn and have financial opportunities and just job opportunities to to hone my craft better because of the networking piece that i did
1: you got to right? be, be in the room you got to be in the room you got to be in the room you got to pay to play you know you got to be active yeah. and so that's yeah. great man i love that
0: story the other the other thing that film was really cool about film school is just like the collaborate like the collaborative efforts that you got to make with other filmmakers like even one of our like go-to editors um avery who we've utilized for years like i met in film school and uh if you listen to one of the previous podcasts uh i taught her final cut back in the day so (laughs) Uh, that's another point for final cut another
1: point for final score
0: score it on the comment board yeah but um Anyway, like I met some people, like a handful of people that um, are lifelong friends, and you know I've tended weddings with, and they're just they're they're good friends of mine now. Um, You know from my networking time there, and then just collaborating on other projects. Where like pre pre working at a university, everything that I did was just me figuring out myself, and so you learn the hard way alone. You like study alone, but like when you work with other people you get other creative ideas, you're, you know, your mind opens up to what the collaborative process can be like in a group setting versus isolated.
1: And I have to throw this in because I feel like while we're talking about networking in our internship program, yeah, yeah. if you want to work at Cinema Story, I feel like you have <laughs> to know Joey because Joey goes to the Kickstarter at UNT. Yeah. Um, and we have put out, you know, internship calls on on different uh, yeah. universities. Um, uh, but we love UNT because we yeah. both graduated we do from love there. UNT. And so, uh, you know, I think we just did a Kickstarter. We've got sixteen interns that are interested in and in working at Cinema Story, and obviously we can't uh, support sixteen, but but you know we we will do our best. So if you want to be a part of Cinema Story, shameless
0: plug, right? Make sure you uh,
1: make sure you have to know Joey because no, just I'm going back to like you brought in Avery, you brought in you know Sutton, you brought in so many of our filmmakers, um, and it's because they knew you. And I'm like yeah. Joey man, we need another editor. We need another, who do you know? Who do you know? It's and not he's about, used his network yeah. Rolodex and a lot of that is from film school.
0: Yeah, it's not about what you know, but who you know for sure. Um, and film school, you know, you'll meet hundreds of people who, you know, 98% of them you may never, you know, see again or, or talk to or keep up with, but the 2% that you meet will change the rest of your life. And, and it's super cool. Um,
1: Can I ask you a question then? This is in, this bro. is the big one then. So um, ultimately, yep. What is your recommendation if somebody were to ask you, should I go to film school? I, I'm interested in in film. Yeah. Should I go to film
0: school? I think I think it depends, right? So I think it depends on the type of person you are and the type of learner that you are. Um, I know a lot of people that need motivation to learn the craft, right? Like they need they need the fact that they're paying, you know, 50 grand to go to school uh, to motivate them. They need the fact that there's a homework assignment to motivate them. Maybe they need an employer or someone to motivate them. But if you are a self-motivated person and you love the craft and you know the direction that you want to go down, I do not think you need I, I, I don't think you need film school. Um, And and here's the reason why. Not one time in my career has anybody asked me for my degree. And not one time in my career have I asked anybody else for their degree. The portfolio that you stand upon is 100% what is going to get you jobs as a filmmaker, period. Nobody is going to ask you for your degree unless maybe you go into the broadcast space. And then even then, I really feel like your credentials that follow you are going to speak much louder than the degree that you have in your back pocket.
1: Yeah, when when we hire somebody, you know, what I want to see is their CV or their resume, right? Yeah. I want to see their experience. I'm right. looking for experience. I don't, you know, like, oh, cool, you, you graduated from XYZ University. That's good. Like, yeah. it shows that you can, you know, do homework and get through a system. Right. But, I don't put much weight in that. I look at uh, how many projects have you <laughs> how been well on? How well do you
0: write an email to me when you're looking for a job? Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> and what is attached in that email? Oh, big, 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 big thing. If you send your resume,
1: make sure it's a PDF and Never not an a word edible doc. word doc. I don't I, I'm sorry, but I just I don't know even open the word docs. If it's a word no. doc, you're not disqualified. Getting, you're disqualified. <clears throat> See that's you later, like, buddy. Send a PDF. Just a little professional advice there yeah. for any person looking for yeah. a job. Send a unedible PDF. Okay. Yeah. Um. But but back to the um, the discussion of, um, you know, my thoughts on is it worth? I, I'm with you. Yeah. It depends, right? It really depends. I think it depends on not only the person but also the yeah. film school, right? right. So that's re- also true. Research the film school. Um. There there are a lot of great film schools and and. And accessibility, right? Like, right. I, I'll i be honest on this podcast. I wanted to go to the University of Texas. I mm. wanted to go to UT. Um, they had a better film program at yeah. the time and debatable, maybe yeah. still do. But what I could afford was University of North Texas. Yeah. And I went there. And I'm so glad I did. I'm gonna say that I love UNT. I love yeah. my college education experience. Yeah. Um, but I agree with you that a lot of this can be taught either in a vocational school where you can get a very hyper-focused education that is practical, that you can then enter the job force, uh, the job market uh, now because it has changed. Or you can self-teach if you're highly self-motivated and you are very extroverted and you can network, okay? So I will go back to film school is for a lot of people. Right, right. I think you can do it without film school, but yep, you are going to have, to, you're going to be the 10%. Remember that thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's for the 10% that will self-apply yeah. the discipline and the strategy of how to get connected, yeah. how to get mentorships, how to get your foot in the door. Because even think about, yeah, like I didn't look at your degree, but I picked you up from the UNT alumni. Thing. Right, right. I had a lot of other, you know, people send me resumes and stuff and experience, but one of the little hooks was that you were a UNT alumni. Right, and so that's kind of interesting to look back and think yeah. about it, right? So, they, you know, but could you have showed me a, a really dope reel and a body of work, and I would have been like, yeah. "Dude, you're hired." You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, so definitely debatable. Um, but I might not have been even fishing in that pool, right. And found you that way, so. I, man, I'm so. 50. I mean, even Tku, they have a good program that they're starting up. Right. There's value to it, depending on the person, and depending on the yeah. uh, your your abilities and and that film school and what right. they can offer, and its proximity sometimes, right? right. Like uh, Sam Houston back then, like didn't even have a film school. They had like maybe some sort of media yeah, program. Yeah. That's where my family they wanted me to stay close.
0: And I was like, I'm not going there. That's not even going to get me in the door right. in the industry. Yeah. And so. Well, and I'll, and I'll echo what you said, too, about I'm grateful that I did the time there. Um, but one of the big things that, in my opinion, moved the needle for me was the financial aspect of it, right? Mm. So at that time, I got a full-ride scholarship plus a little bit of gravy on top, which was nice, which I used to invest in my first camera and I built my career on. Look at this guy. Yeah, Uh do well in high school, ladies and gentlemen. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, seriously, though, like if somebody is in a position where maybe they don't have a full ride and they're looking at accumulating like 40 to 50,000 plus dollars in debt to go to film school. And that's not even if you go to like UCLA, right, um, or NYU or, or one of the bigger like film schools. Um Full Sail was like another one that was big at the time, um, which their program looks super cool. The marketing was fire. But if you're considering going and dropping that bag on film school so that you can make money as a filmmaker, I don't think that it is a necessary thing for you to spend that kind of money and get in that level of debt so that you can break into the industry. That's the biggest thing for me. If you want to go get a film like degree and you have opportunities that are in front of you, that um, like scholarships are going to help you out or you've done well in high school, or you have these extracurricular things that you can do that's gonna give you money to where it's like minimal debt when you graduate that's also a big thing to consider versus like oh now i'm graduated i have 50k plus in debt over my head and i'm trying to go you know be a filmmaker and a starving artist to you know break into the game
1: well and, and here is one uh, condition on that too so where the where that film degree is going to come into play and i almost did this when i graduated when i decided to go do international documentary instead of take in a 90000 at the time, $90,000 job, you bring your dog to work day, yeah. all this cool perks. It was a medical per, uh, company, and they wanted an in-house video producer. Yeah. And I turned that down to go film for free an international documentary <laughs> and kept down the freelance yeah. life, which ended up paying off. Right. right? But the uh, the if you're looking for a corporate America job and you totally. want to be a video producer at, uh, I don't know, Fossil or or any kind of, you know, smaller even company and you're looking for that um, steady, secured income right. with benefits and you're looking for a 60 to 100 and, you know, 100 plus thousand dollar job, you will need that degree because when they post those jobs, they do want to see yeah. a degree. And after going to the, go thing- the freelance industry, right? right, or creating your own Media production company, that's where you don't need any of that. 100%. You don't need
0: that. 100%. Yeah. So your goals really ultimately determine what path you should take and, you know, your financial position. Like, do you have some support from your folks? Do you, you know, there's a lot of things that I would say it's not a direct yes or no answer. But to Shane's point, if you are looking to be a freelancer, uh, or or not work for the man, uh, then I do not think that you need a degree. I think you need to hone your craft. Beautiful, well said, man. Anything else you want to add to this, man? I feel like we touched on a, a, a lot of topics. Yeah, brought up
1: a lot of memories. I know. I know we're like probably way over yeah. time, but. Um, I'm not going to say rapid fire round, but I have a question. <laughs> yeah, I have a, uh, uh, what's your favorite uh, film school story that you can share in like 30 to 60 seconds? Um,
0: favorite film school story. Um, I got a couple that I can't share. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: I'll, I'll start. I'll let yeah, you think. Yeah, let, okay, me, so let me think on that. I'm in, uh, I'm in the studio at uh, UNT for the RT uh, um, NTTV, I guess. And there was a, a tripod that was set up. You know, we were doing a class and we we're supposed to, you know, uh, uh, all rotate and take turns on the different positions. And there's a tripod that is set up with a really expensive camera. And the kid steps, one of the students steps away. And I think it was like a cable thing where it pulled or they didn't set it up right. I'm sitting, like we're waiting for the professor to come back cause we were supposed to set up the gear and then we're gonna do the next thing. And so I'm sitting and I dive and catch this camera it fell and so you're welcome UNT I Shout caught out. it and Insurance. of course the professor wasn't even in there and all the all the other students were like oh that was awesome and the other students you know like turning red because he yeah. realized that it was about to be destroyed and so that was like my heroic story and then the professor came in and they were like he, you should have seen it he just caught it and he was like oh okay alright so you know and I felt so defeated like right afterwards Dang. I was like D- do I get a bonus point? Right? Yeah. <laughs> like
0: automatic A? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm about to embarrass myself super hard right now, <laughs> but it is going to be strictly for the fans and the ratings. <laughs> but I actually have an audio segment snippet still on my phone that's in my iTunes that I am about to play that nobody has ever heard uh, up until this point. And I'm, my face is turning red if you can see me in the studio right now, but this is a radio broadcast spot that I made as a college student uh, for a pizza commercial. <laughs> and 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 at the time, uh, I was a hip-hop artist, for those that don't know. And me and my bros, I was like, you know what? I'm going to take this into my bros studio. And uh, I laid down an auto-tune record um, Let's a pizza this. commercial. Let's hear this. Uh, what's on TV? Oh, Joey's Pizza, Joey's Pizza. Come on down and get a piece of pizza. It's got extra sauce and it's deep dish with double pepperoni and no sardine fish at Joey's Pizza. Joey's Pizza. Come on down and get a piece of pizza. I got a call right now. Call 1 800 Pizza and get two for the price of one. Limited offers now available, restrictions may apply.
1: You're literally sitting on gold. I think uh, I think somebody is gonna
0: call and be like, uh, "Oh my gosh. dude, I'm ready to start a pizza business dude, right now." We already got the. I've been like, needing spot. to make a music video to that for so long. Oh, I need to it. like be at like a kitchen and have like pizzas that are on like a DJ table and just be oh. like Joey's Pizza, man. Dude, that was quality work, man. Right, I love like, it. I crushed everybody in that class with that project <laughs> and i played it for the class and like everyone was like super boring and basic and i turned that on and i i turned my spot into a song with auto-tune and it was like the best moment in class and so that's what did that's you get I on that like. project oh 110 bro nice. I got extra credit yeah where's my bonus point for saving the oh, camera yeah
1: oh yeah
0: you didn't take the right class man yeah it sounds like it anyways so that was uh <laughs> i'm like got a tear in my eyes. oh it was so funny. that's I good I just well, played uh, that for the podcast. yeah for
1: people that are only listening to the audio version check out the youtube version because you can see joey and shane oh dancing gosh. to this uh spot yeah that was that was, that was greatness
0: uh, wow. awesome was not expecting that on this episode yeah. but shout out to film school for joey's pizza commercial Sweet. Joey, how do people get connected with us? Yeah, man. So if you guys want to get connected with us, one, we would love to talk with you, uh, especially if you are considering film school for your own journey. If you have questions that are specifically tailored to you, want advice, um, or just want to get connected in general, uh, hit us up at the Rough Cut Club on all platforms. Uh, be sure to leave a uh, like and review on our podcast channel, too, as we continue to grow this thing. We'd love for you guys to leave a rating on this if you're enjoying it. If you're not enjoying it, don't leave a rating. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, and what I would love
1: to hear, too, and maybe they can drop it in the comments on YouTube uh, or DM us uh, directly at the Rough Cut Club or our individual, but what do people want to hear next Mm, on this podcast? And who should we interview next? I know uh, uh, recently we just interviewed our first guest on the podcast and we plan to do that uh, way more often moving forward. So we'll still be covering great topics in the film industry. One that we'll be filming soon is advancing in the film career, which I think is super important for those who did the starting in the filmmaker industry and even want to level up your craft. But I would love to know who in the local DFW market and then even beyond should be on the show next uh comment uh dm us those people uh their handles and then also a topic that you have or question that yeah. you have that maybe joey or i could answer in all things art and business of filmmaking i love
0: it bro yeah if you have any questions or know of anyone who would be a good guest let us know because we want to connect with you guys answer questions and then also connect with other filmmakers who are crushing it around the u.s uh and beyond so um uh, Shane, great episode, man. Great, man. Awesome. Thank you guys for joining us on this episode of The Rough Cut Club.